Daily Rambam for Thursday, Yud Dalad Elul Tafshim Pei, the eighth parak of Hilchais Tshuva. Yesterday we finished the Hamshech, uh, the, the number of prakim that go together, prakim Hey Vav and Zion, that dealt with the relation, the connection between Bechira, free choice, and Tshuva. And in conclusion, we discussed yesterday how special Tshuva is and how special the Baal Tshuva is for, for making this choice, etc. But now the Nam is continuing on to the topic of Elam Hava, which already came up a bit in Paragimel, and it was mentioned here and there in the other Prakim. Um, this is the place where he the, chooses to discuss it, and we're really moving on from Shuvah here. I'm not, I don't think he even mentions the word Shuvah again until the end. And here's where the Rambam really lays out his, uh, his opinion, his approach to this very important and sensitive subject. And... Uh, can tell you right right off the bat, right in advance, that this is one of the most uh, controversial prakim in the whole Mishnah Torah. The Rambam was attacked very harshly for uh, some of the ideas in this parak, both while he was alive and after he passed away, both regarding how he understands Elam Hava and what the ramifications of that are for Tchias HaMesim, and also regarding Gehenim, how he understands the, the punishment after death. Not uh, this is not officially a share on the realm of controversies, but we're going to try to bring um, a certain amount of information on this topic from uh, the sources on this. So the Rambam, the Rambam begins with uh, defining Elam Haba and uh, defining the punishment. Uh, in the, in, that's opposed to that. Okay, so begins Allah Haba. So. We're coming to talk about the schar, so they can get rewards. So, but their reward is this, this hidden good. So that is none other than Elam Haba, which we know about already from before. And he goes on to say, So he defines it, and he says that this is life without death, good without bad. Right, so already yesterday we learned, uh, yesterday even he mentioned that, why are you doing tshuva, kadesh So that's, you know, sort of the, the segue here we got to here. Now he's defining it. That's the good, life without death and go without bad. So before I touch the Pasuk, so the Ramam is explaining Olam Habir in very, very, very general terms. And then in Halacha Beis and on, he's going to discuss at a greater length here. He's sort of introducing the concept. And uh, he just used the term Chaim She'eni Mohan Mav, that's life without death. So that already sounds a bit like uh, concept as we usually refer to it, life without death. But we'll see in Allah Bayes in greater detail what he's talking about. So he says, So you have this reward in the Torah. So you take the Yitav, it's good for you. What's the good? The Toiv, a world that's all good. And what's the harachta, the length? Uh, world that's uh, all it is, it goes on and on. So both of these are double the shyness, and mind you, the Lord Harachta Yomim is not uh, is talking about Oilam Haba. Um, so uh, as we're going to see, that in other words, it's going to mean that Harachta uh, Yomim is not literal, because as we're going to see, that I'm actually is not talking about being actually alive as we understand it. And now that I'm. Um, Brings for contrast the punishments. So the word tzaddikim is that they enjoy this, they have this group, this good. So what's the punishment of the wicked? That they don't get this. They just get cut off and die. So here we already stepped on the first uh, landmine. 
Alma doesn't mention uh, Gehenim over here. Uh, just this, what he's describing sounds like Karas without making any distinction between someone who was Aver and Isser Karas, between a Russia who didn't, maybe a Russia who did a lot of Averis, but not, you know, maybe he's, actually, according to the way it was explained earlier, Hashem uh, Ixachajbin, whether you're counted as a Tzadik or a Russia, but uh, not everyone who's counted as a Russia surely had to have to be Aver and Karas. That's all he says. He curses the Yamusa, the Chomishain of Zechlechai Melu, whoever doesn't uh, merit this life, who are Meshain Chayalayam, so that's like a person who truly died. He dies, and uh, that's it. That's the end of him. Elanichras Berishai, Voevid Kabahema, so through his wickedness, he gets cut off, and he's gone like an animal. The assumption being that animals certainly don't have an afterlife. So uh, this person enters that category. Zewa Karsa Kasabatayan, he says, Oh, this is this is Karis. The Tarras is Karis. Shemma, he Karis to Karis and Afashai. So there is a connotation of being of dying young in this world, but there's also tikkaris leilam haba. It's in the world to come as well. Kaleimar sheaisa nefesh aparshim and aguf leilam hazeh. That uh, we just you know we're saying that it died. So at first it was parshim and aguf leilam hazeh. So first it died. Yeah. Then ain't a zeichel leilam haba. Next step is that it doesn't get the world to come either. Elagam mina leilam haba nechrisa. Also from the world to come, it also uh, that's it. Not very optimistic. No, no. Um, well, no, they believe in uh, like an active Gehenna. Eternal damnation means that you... That, right, but that, that, that's conscious. The, the soul is conscious and doomed forever. This sounds unconscious. But, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Well, depends. I don't know. Depends which which you, <laughs> whichever take your uh, take your poison. But uh, both are bad. Right. Right. Now, some of this. No. Some of what's really there is a. Uh, also, we have we had in Paragimel where he spoke about Elam Chelik Elam Abba and Nidoinim or Elam Elam. We're going to quote that in a bit because that parak sort of counterbalances a little bit of what it says here. So. Look on the Kasef Mishnah, right here on Halacha Aleph. He says, "Mashakasef Rabbeinu Khan, began Mashakasef Lahalon Hanakam and Halacha Hey, where he re-explains uh, his understanding of the punishment Hanakam Hashein Hanakam Gedolim Yimena Nira Shein Shum Oenish V'Tzar Acher L'Rasha El Hakaris Hazel Bavad." Sounds like there's nothing else, just Kares. The Dover is any like a few different types of like a few different as well. Doesn't seem to fit anything. Shrei L'Dvar Melo Oenish Adam Al Kares. Sounds like the only punishment uh, available is Karis. So right, you're not even you're right against the Torah. The Torah only mentioned Karis for certain things. So what, is, so what does that mean? It sounds like if you did any other sin, you won't get a punishment. Because surely the Ram isn't saying that if you do a regular bed, you get Karis. Because the Torah only said certain things. So if we're going to take what the Torah says, so that means if that's the only punishment, then everyone else doesn't get punished at all. That's not good either. Either way, either you're giving to Karis to people who so didn't give it to, or you're uh, letting them off without a punishment. And also, he says, uh, you're making everyone the same. They're all the same. That's not, uh, you can't just say everyone gets the same thing. Not fair. So this is one of the things that I'm got to the guess of Mishnah is actually being more respectful, uh, relatively speaking. He's a commentary on the Rambam. Clearly, he respects the Ram. This is something the Ram was attacked for 30 years after he passed away in the time of the Ramban. There were uh, sages in southern France. The Mamash went to war against the Rambam over things he wrote in Sefer Ramada and in Marinavuchem. And as you know, the famous thing, that sperm were burnt. So there's a famous, there's a very special letter of the Ramban to those Chachamim, which the Ramban went to defend the Rambam. And among, th- among other things, he discusses this. He says, Please let us know. Well, what do you have? What's what's wrong? What are you, you, 
What's the problem? We heard that you're saying that the Ramam is essentially denying Gehenim because he said, I can't believe it, that's what you would say. This was what he's quoting right here is actually a Sifra. Uh, Clearly, that the Karis is Avadin, that the person is gone. But whatever the Ram wrote is correct. It's based on sources. Now, you're saying that the Ram didn't mention Gehenim, so therefore he doesn't believe in it. Uh, of course, everyone uh, believes in Gehenim. If you deny this, then uh, you're, you're talking trouble. So surely the Ram isn't uh, in that category. Emes and Munanach and the Kain. But of course Hashem has a uh, has a fire and Chayav uh, Kriyas. It says they go to Gehenim. Even Chayav Kriyas, they go to Gehenim. They get punished for twelve months, and then after twelve months, the Neshama sort of expires. And uh, then it says that the the, the wind uh, spreads them under the feet of the Tzadikim. So they're not in a Makam Din. They're not in a Makam Tainug. They're just uh, nothing. Um. So that's uh, the idea that in Karas El Avadin, that, uh, that the Karas, you know, this idea. Um, so whatever the Ramam said is true. But Khalila shall I cover Badin Harishin. But surely he didn't deny the other part, the Gehenim part. Because look earlier, look in uh, Parag Gimel. You get punished for your sins. It's not talking about the Karas people, regular people. They get punished for their sins. How do they get punished if all he believes is his Karas? That doesn't make sense. It must be in this place. Um... And then he says also, uh, also in Paragimel, you have these terms where the Ramah said they get punished and they get a portion of the world to come. Alma is din the Esdayan. There is a, there is a accounting over here. And uh, by the Apikarsim, it says, when you do it, if you go to Rishon, we have to say, we have to say, we have to say, so it sounds like they're, they are more like uh, an eternal punishment. Karis sounds like it's not eternal. Karis is you're gone. You can't, wouldn't call that an eternal punishment. So Chayef Karis, he uh, he's just gone, and these guys are in the Their punishment never ends. There's no indication about the Gehenna, the twelve months, and. Uh, could be that he felt not Maybe uh, he felt that it's not. You know, who says it's dafka twelve months? Um, you know, what if someone did one karis versus someone who did thirty-six karis? They all get twelve months. That doesn't make sense either. So there has to be samana uh, baalmahu And who truly can say they went up there and confirm that it's exactly like that? Even the other hand, Mishnah and Adias clearly says it's twelve months. Even if you think the Ram is wrong on this point about the 12 months, but uh, whatever he's saying is not clear. Why didn't he mention at all about what Gehenim is like? What about the 12 months? What about the description of Gehenim? So uh, he likes to, he says he likes to talk about things that are understandable, that have proofs, so you can, you can, you know, you can come to a conclusion through proofs. Here is just whatever it is, it is. And we have no way of knowing for sure. There's no way to, to, to discuss it and debate it. You come, you'll find out. So he says that's how we understand the safer, and that's why in the Sanuwa Kapayim, the we didn't push it away. And he says even the Rivid, oh, the Rivid and his whole circle, they had the safer. They never said to get rid of it. They didn't, uh, you know, disgrace the safer. Um, the Rivid, he says, hey, Shalomikta The Rivid, of course, has his asagas. You see, the Rivid uh, taking to the Rama. He's, Dealing with the Ram, but he never said that it's minus and kfira. He never condemned the Ram like that.
What's the next, uh, just interesting, what's the next Taina that Ramban deals with in that letter? The next Taina was, I heard that uh, you were complaining that the Rambam said Hashem doesn't have a tzura. That was the next complaint. That, uh, they were very offended, very upset that, uh, that they, they said that uh, Hashem, Rambam says Hashem doesn't have a tzura. So he has to go out a great length, and it's a whole another subject of him. It's Raivid who says, that there are great people who believe that uh, Hashem has a go for a tzura. So it's interesting that the controversy back then was that the, the Rambam is, is not... Uh, is not in line because he thinks Hashem doesn't have it. Today, obviously, that's not, uh, it's almost forgotten. It's hard to believe that that was a controversy. But that's interestingly the next thing in that Ramban. Also in the Sharagmul, the Sharagmul Ramban has a whole track called the Sharagmul where he talks about the Schar and Oynesh. And this quotes from the Sharagmul are actually pretty open around them with Mepharshim. It's brought in the Agoyas Mamernius. It's actually printed on the side because this is a, such an urgent issue. So they actually printed it as like a Kesef Mishnah on one side and like this long quote from the Ramban on the other side. Also the Kesef Mishnah, who I quoted earlier with this question, he summarizes the Ramban. So he says, after he lays out how he understands all the Makairis and the whole Seder, he says, after we explain all of this, we have to explain the Ramban. He said, Yikarsu uh, musu. And, you know, he quotes the, you start wondering, is the, is the Rambam Taka not, uh, not believing in, 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 in suffering and pain? So uh, again, he, he explains, uh, he explains, he's talking about specifically about Karas. And uh, that's Bulvad, Mashinis Yasrat Khila Banchagan, and that's uh, without um, without spelling out that of course there's uh, in addition to that, there's the terrible Avadoin uh, for someone who got cars. Um why didn't he explain that even the guy who gets chorus, right? He, like, just like he said before, that, that even the guy who gets chorus is in Ghana for 12 months, and then he then he uh, expires. So even though he didn't spell that out, Yesh Draya Bidvar Lamano of Schoth. Um, because he already said in Paragimel, uh, he quotes again those quotes in Paragimel where it sounds like the Ramam is uh, acknowledging that you have punishments. Here, though, he acknowledges it's actually somewhere else where the Ramam says something more problematic. So we look in Pirish Mishnah and Perak Chelek says there the big punishment is Karis, and then he says. Um, what's Gehenim? Here, here the Ram doesn't like say one way or the other. And Parish Mishnah says, What's Gehenim? He says, That's a kinoy al Einish of the Shoim. The loyest bar betalmud ech yez ha Einish. So the one had, okay, the Ram is acknowledging that there is a different kind of Einish and it's not described, which fits how the Ramban said before that. If it's not, we don't really know, so then that's not kind of it. Then he says, I'll make hmm? Right. And also, whatever it is, clearly you probably wouldn't be very literal the way others might uh, imagine it. And he says, some Chazal say that the sun is going to come and burn them. It says, Hino Katanur. And some say it will just be a tremendous uh, heat in their body. And that, the Rambaman says, actually is the most problematic because that whole discussion, that Gemara, that Chazal about the sun, he says, that's all, that's not talking about Gehenna. Gehenna, everyone agrees, is some kind of Ruchnistik uh, fire, uh, does what it does. Oh, that, that Gemara about the sun, that's about the Yom Adin. That's a whole different category. The Asad Lava, when Mashiach comes, there'll be the big Yom Adin, which is maybe not something we emphasize so much, but there are a lot, a lot of Makaris, a lot of Psukim, a lot of Chazals, that it's going to be this huge, just like we have a mini Yom Adin every uh, year, Rosh Hashanah, there's going to be a big Yom Adin in the beginning of Yom Adin to decide who's going into Eilam Abba for good and who's not. Things a lot of Psukim, Chazals. As regarding that, as Rosh Lakish said in Abay Dezara, that she ain't Gehenim Lava, 
that in the future there won't be Gehenim anymore. Instead, Hashem takes up the sun and he burns wherever needs to be punished, wherever needs to be punished, and the tzaddikim are healed. And that's where it describes how the tzaddikim, all their uh, deformities and disabilities all vanish as a result of the sun. The sun heals them. So that was all, that whole thing about the sun was all specifically in the context of the Yem Adin in the future, which is a totally different concept. Greatest Talmud. How can anyone who studies Talmud think that Rishlakish said she ain't Gehenim now? How could you? How, how can anyone say that? There's, there's so many brayses in the Gemara that talk about the uh, Gehenim. Inyan Amakim Vaisha Hu. When he starts quoting Psachim, Urshabar Kajbarku B'Sheni B'Shabbos in the Kviyah Elamis, the flame that Hashem made on Monday never never goes out, etc. Rishlakish himself in Erevin mentions Urshal Gehenim. So Rishlakish is saying there's no Gehenim, and Rishlakish mentions Gehenim. Obviously, he's talking about two different things. So that's more problematic, not here in the Ramam, but there in Pirish Tzar. The point is, we got from Perakim, we established that the Ramam believes in some form of Tsar, sometime after death, in the Ramam's opinion, it was not spelled out in the Talmud, even though the Ramam thinks it pretty much was. And uh, the Rambam's only doubt, which he says clearly in Pirish Mishnah, says he doesn't know what it is. He can't describe what it's like, so... Says that's the that's the defense for the Rambam, and uh, that's that. All right, so let's move on to the next uh, explosive topic. Uh, from one to the next, Allah base. What is Elam Haba? So the Rambam says, Elam Haba There's no body there. Just souls without bodies. like angels, like we described angels in the beginning of Yisraeli no bodies there. There's no food or drink or anything else a body needs in this world. And none of the things that happen to bodies here happen there. Like sitting, standing, sleeping, dying, sadness and happiness or laughter, etc. That's actually a clear chazal. You don't have these uh, material physical things, eating, drinking, etc. Tzadikim sit with crowns on their heads and they enjoy the light of the Shechina. So the Rambam likes the first half. The first part is easier. You see, there's no body there. There's no food or drink. If there were bodies, there would have, have to be food and drink, the Rambam assumes. So if there's no food and drink, there must be no body. Even though it didn't say it clearly, but that's uh, what you have to understand. Ah, what about the rest? Yoshvin, Atrisim, Bereshaya, and then Mizivashchina. That sounds uh, bodily, so I have to explain that. It's Vizasham, the Tzadikin Yoshvin. When it said they're sitting, it's a metaphor. Kalemar, Nafshah, the Tzadikin Metsuyin, Shom, Baleyama, Baleyaga. Their souls are there without any difficulty, without any uh, the things that are bothering them, tiring them. What about the crowns on their heads? It's referring to the, the knowledge that they have. So that knowledge that brought them in here in the first place, it stays with them. That's like their crown. It's metaphoric. And there's a pasuk that says that there's simcha on their head. Uh, are you going to say every time it says something is on their head, it's literal? There's no uh, entity called simcha that could be on your head. So just like that simcha in that pasuk isn't literal, so the crown here isn't literal either. 
So the same goes for the crown here. It's, it's the knowledge. What about the enjoying the light of the Shekhinah? So now they're getting, they're learning more about Hashem's true nature. The thing that we said that a, a human body you can't understand. Even Moshe, Moshe got most still. So in Elmavo, that's what you can start understanding what you can't, what you couldn't understand down here in the body. It seems that the Ramon is defending himself against people that understand things literally, yeah. and he's telling them no, it's a metaphor. Yeah, later in Allah, that word doesn't sink in by them. Yeah, later in Allah, Allah he's going to attack it again about specifically that it's a metaphor. And if you if you take it literally, you're an idiot. He's going <laughs> to he's going to get to that in, uh, again later. But yeah, there's a lot of subtext there where he's clearly uh, saying things that he knows are not necessarily acceptable to everybody. So. Now, the description of Elm Haba here in Allah Bay is actually sounds very good. It fits with uh, how we understand, how we teach it at least, how we teach Gan Eden. It could be other from people might have more Gushim uh, Dikkan. Okay, that itself, there might be more discussions about, but generally when we talk about Gan Eden, we talk about it. It's a stick of place, you're just, it's Hasagas, you're understanding things. That's more or less how we, uh, how we describe it, how we explain it. The problem is, is that earlier he said, first of all, he said the Chaim Sheni Mohen Mavas made it sound like life without death. Yom Shekule Toy V'Aruch. That 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 sounds like uh, Mashiach. So, so it seems Bechlal, and until then, uh, until the Ramam, especially the words, the terms Elam Haba Yemesim Mashiach and Kiyas Mesim were very interchangeable. And that's so. If you go with that assumption here, then a lot of people understood that the Ramam is denying Kiyas Mesim literally. Even though in Yud Gimelikrim, in Pirish HaMishnayis, so number 11, 12, and 13 are Schar and Oinesh, word and punishment. Number two is Mashiach, and number three is Tchiyas HaMesim. And also earlier in Paragimel, he mentioned that those who deny Tchiyas HaMesim don't have a chedek in the world to come. But, on the other hand, what about what's going on over here? Not only that, but there doesn't seem to be any other place where the Ram even talks about Tchiyas HaMesim in the whole Mishnah Kaira. Not here, not in the end when he talks about Mashiach. Usually he likes to talk at great length about important things. So this caused a lot of confusion. Look in the rivet here, uh, right here on Allah Habayis. It sounds pretty close to someone who's saying that there is no Tchiyas HaMesim for bodies, just for souls. I swear, that's not what Chazal said. Look in Ksobis, it says that they'll stand up in their clothing. Um, and uh, it says they would tell their Tzava, they would say, don't bury me like this, bury me like that. Uh, this is this is so this is well yes this is part of that yeah this is where that ties in so um and then the Sanhedrin that the Sadiqim will not return to the earth and they stay in their body and they're going to be healed so you see that they're standing up with their bodies he says it's possible that Hashem will give them very powerful bodies like Malachim and like Elio. And so on the one hand, I guess there won't be a chiloshtia, maybe. On the other hand, they can have the crowns literally. <laughs> the rabbit seems to be concerned about the crowns. It says the crowns could be kipshutan, the loyi marshal. So already in the time of the Nambam, there was a big controversy about this in, in Yemen and Iraq. And this actually uh, sort of forced the Nambam to write Igaris or Maimur Tchias Amesim. If anyone's interested in it, if you have the set of Ram Laam, I'm sure most of all of us do. So you, you have a whole volume of Igaris. So there's a whole section there on this with the Pesach Dover introduction. And uh, to summarize what the Rambam says over there, let's try to summarize it quickly. The Rambam says, look, 
sometimes, you know, an author tries to be very clear and it works very hard and then somehow, you know, you know it doesn't work out. So, yeah, this it's even happened in the Torah. Moshe said, Shema Yisrael Hashem And somehow the Christians got the Trinity out of that. And Moshe's coming and saying, there's one God. And, uh, so sometimes, no matter how hard you try, I was trying to explain it somehow, but make it more understandable. And then these these people, these uh, ridiculous people came and they somehow twisted it that I'm denying Tchiyas I was just trying to make things easier. And I was trying to explain the things that need uh, that need proofs. Those are the things I focused on at greater length. Um, Rambam says, I saw the Bechal for Karen. Everyone talks about Chiesa Mason. Chiesa Mason is very popular. Everyone loves talking about that. No one talks about Elam Haba the way I understand it, the, the spiritual Elam Haba. So that's why I thought Elam Haba needs a special treatment. Chiesa Mason, of course, it's one of the Ikrim and Taira. And if you deny, you know, the Chedek and Elam Haba. But the main Tachlis, the ultimate, is not Chiesa Mason. The ultimate is Elam Haba. So the Rambam does have a very interesting uh, opinion over here. And Elam Haba does not have bodies. And um, he says, he acknowledges this whole thing going on. He says, in Damascus, uh, so Iraq, Syria, Yemen, they're all discussing this. Someone in, the, someone in Damascus said that there's there's no Tchiyas HaMesim and that any Pasuk and Chazal about it is a marshal and he would try to bring proof from me. So, uh, no, it's not, you know, and then there's the whole uh, the Taman and the Baghdad, all that. So the Ram sort of acknowledges that whole situation and he saw what the, the Shmuel Ben Ali in Baghdad wrote in response. He didn't like his response. And um, so, yeah, I'm trying to explain Chiyas HaMesim here, but uh, I really don't have any much to add. It's just, uh, all it is is, at some point, in some point in time, a bunch of people will uh, stand up, they'll be alive. That's it. I never said it's a marshal. I never said the Pesukim are a marshal. But uh, whoever stands, you know, whoever has Chiyas HaMesim, though, they're going to have uh, a life. Maybe it'll be a long, longer life, but they're all going to pass away again, and then they'll go back to the Mahabha, which is the true uh, ultimate thing. And he says, if you deny Tchiyas HaMesim, then uh, you're going to start denying other things. So uh, if, if you say that I said otherwise, you're Cheshit B'Kshayim. And uh, yeah, so that, that was, uh, he said again, I was uh, when I wrote at length about El Mahaba and not so much about Tchiyas HaMesim because El Mahaba needed more uh, elaboration. So even though the Rambam uh, really rejected the, these accusations of Kfira, but practically though, he has a very unique opinion that Tchiyas HaMesim is sort of a side thing. Hashem randomly decided to promise that everyone will uh, get up again for a period of time. But it's not the Tachlis. And uh, we know that the time you made the Mashiach, the Ram holds that Pirish uh, HaMishnai is the Ram of Amos the Mashiach passes away and then his son uh, replaces him, takes his throne. So there's Yemes Mashiach, there's Tchiyas HaMesim, there's Elam Halva. That's not the mainstream uh, opinion. The, the debate about this continued also after the Rambam wrote that. You have Mayor Halevi, the Rameh from Spain, uh, wrote about this. And uh, there was another controversy. And the Ramban and Sharagmol in his time, he writes about this as well. We don't can't bring everything. There's also from the Rebbe, um, from the summer of 1945, or, 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 or fall 1945, it was printed in Kravitz Labavitch and then afterwards in the Igles Kravitz Chalik Beis, a long, very lengthy treatment of the whole subject of Tchiyas HaMesim and Yemes Mashiach. And uh, it goes into very tremendous detail, just explaining what we believe. And at the end, the, the Rebbe has a, the last entry there. The Rebbe says, Chaim Achet Tchiyas HaMesim, life after Tchiyas HaMesim. So, Elam Hava doesn't have eating, drinking, uh, etc. And, um, but, uh, but you're not returning to the earth, so you're alive. So, we, more like what the Raivet said. And the Ha'ar, the Rebbe says, that's how Rabbi Sajid Goyen says it, the Raivet, the Ramban, the Rameh, the Shalah, the Alter Rebbe, they all disagree with the Rambam who says that Ein Bayachil is talking about the world of Neshamas. And the Rebbe brings up the whole idea of the Suda. He says, if Tchiyas HaMesim, 
according to what we say, there isn't eating or drinking. So what about the suda? So later the Rambam is going to mention actually in Malach Adale that he mentions the suda and he thinks it's a metaphor. That would fit with the Rambam where, uh, you know, the suda isn't happening in Elm Hava and Elm Hava is not uh, physical, so then the suda isn't physical. Uh, but if we say that it's happening in the world, uh, and everyone's alive again, so, uh, Nebuchadnezzar talks about it over there. The Rebbe actually mentions that the Ramban in his letter says, so uh, it sounds like the, the Ramban is saying that Rambam did somehow admit there is some kind of literal Suda as well. Look over there, more details, we don't have time anymore. So uh, Rebbe just clarifies that, um, just first clarifies that it's everybody against the Rambam, the and the Ramban, and all these people say that there are physical bodies, even if there isn't eating and drinking. And Rambam is the the only one who says otherwise. He said that's Yochid Rambam. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then it gets into the the Suda, how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the Rebbe says apparently we do believe there will be some kind of a, even if the Gemara says in by a so it means that the body doesn't need the chiloshtia, but it could be there will be a Suda though. It doesn't mean that there won't be a Suda. It could be for a different purpose. All right, we have to we have to move on. So now the Ram the Ram goes on to explain different makayers according to his understanding. Remember we mentioned the nafesh here. We're not talking about the neshama as it's in the body, but rather the tsura. We learned when you say that tell you the chamer and the tsura, just the part without the matter. Just the part that uh, is like the mind, is the knowledge that understand, understands the creator as much as it can. And was able to comprehend all the other, the deus and the that he described, these just uh, these intellectual beings that don't have bodies and all the other stuff. Refer back to there to understand what we're talking about. Plus no death. But again, this is the Rambam's understanding of El Mahaba without literal life either. Death can only be if you have a body. There is no body. So this life, so that's what you find in the passage. You have it actually in every Matseva. Um, so the Rambam says that Tzerachayim is referring to the Tzerachayim. This is the ultimate reward. There's no good that comes after this. This is the ultimate. This is really what all the Nabiim wanted. Dalad, the Kama Shem is Karol Adarach Mashal, and it has different nicknames in Sukkim. Har Hashem, Mekayim Kadshay, that's in Miyam Har Hashem, Mekayim Kadshay. But Derech HaKadosh is a, is a pasuk in, in Yeshaya somewhere. V'chatzris Hashem, we have in Tehillim. Oyel Hashem, Yagabah Halacha, we have in Tehillim. Noyem Hashem, Hechal Hashem, Obeis Hashem, Ofa Madabra Hashem, Oyri. V'shar Hashem, Zer Hashar Hashem. V'chacham Karol Hashem, these are all referring, you know, it's all... Sounds like literal. Hashem has a house. Hashem has no. It's all talking about El Ham. Ham cuddled that muscle. Tevizum is a man. That's a suda. And Chazal talk about a suda. It's also talking about this. The Kareim Labuchamakam El Maba. And everywhere in Chazal we see the words El Maba. It's talking about this. And now it gets back to talking about Gehenim. And a Kama Shein a Kama Gadol Mimana. The big revenge, which we quoted earlier already. He gets cut off and doesn't get to enjoy that. He brings a few psukim where you see the er shachas and in pad v'shalom to read them the er shachas. Va'avadain elsewhere in Tehillim the softer the pasuk in Yeshaya describing uh, some kind of uh, you know hellish place. Va'aluka 
In Mishlei, all kinds of terms of destruction are used to refer to it. Because it's the ultimate destruction. You never come back from that. You're gone and that's it. Now here the Ram gets, uh, starts fighting with those who might say otherwise. What if you say, ah, that doesn't sound very great. What? Just uh, no physical material pleasures? Just uh, intellectual? That doesn't sound fun at all. That's not going to be if we just get the good stuff. We need to get eating and drinking good food. Obayotzer is nice. There's good women there. Fancy clothing. Fancy resident. Silver and gold. Stuff like that. And he says, like those Arabs who are foolish and uh, this is the, what they're into. So that's their conception. So he, he he sort of just links it and associates it to them. So it, you know, tarring it. You know, if you well, you hold like those people, no, which they as as pretty famous. Many of them still, or all of them still believe till today. The smart people, the the, the ones who know the truth, know that's all not nonsense. In them to hell is nothing to, to gain from that. It's only good for us here because we have a body here. It's all for helping your body. Your soul doesn't want it. It's only because you have a body. So the body should be taken care of. There's no body. These things are irrelevant. But the, the, the good that we're going to have, we don't have a way of knowing. All we know is what the body knows. That's what we like. That's what we know about. But what it is, is whatever it is, is very good. You can't even compare it to what we have here, just as some kind of uh, marshal, as a metaphor. Whatever we have here is a metaphor for what we have there. But to, to, to truly compare what you have there to what we have here, ain't it, Cain? No. What you have there is tremendous. You can't imagine. It says that the good is, is unbelievable. How much did David want this? This is what we're looking forward to. already said you have no way of understanding it. No one knows how great and beautiful and powerful it is. And all the other things that Nevi'im talk about, that's for the body. Yeah, there is going to be a Mesa Mashiach, and there will be uh, uh, pleasant material things. Those are those prophecies. But then there's the thing that Hashem knows and only Hashem knows. There's no way to imagine it. So Hacham, the Nevi'im didn't even describe it because all you're going to do with your imagination is uh, lessen it. Only Hashem sees it, no one else. Even the Navi didn't, even the Navi's eye didn't see it. Hashem made it for those who wait for him. All the prophecies are dark about your Mesa Mashiach, which is physical, so that we can describe. 
That fits with what he's saying. Why is it called the world to come? Sounds like it's not now. Doesn't mean that it doesn't exist now. It's going to come into being later. This world will end and then a new world will materialize. That's not true. It's, uh, it's here right now. So from there we see that it's actually here right now. Um, by the way, just before I finish, the Raivet had two more comments. First of all, when the Ram said the Suda is not literal, he got upset. And he said, uh, there is a Suda. Um, where's the Keshav Bracha? And also over here, the Raivet gets upset and says, it says that the world will be around for 6,000 years. And then the Chad Charuv, the Kesef Mishnah says, that's something else. You made some Mashiach. Why? After you made some Mashiach, it could be Chad Charuv. But the Ram is talking about Elam Haba. Elam Haba is here now. It's the world to come in the sense that for every individual person, when you leave this world, this is the world to come for you. But he's showing